Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. We pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. May your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as God's word is proclaimed today. Now, here's your hosts, Joe Motes and Jonathan Bossman. Well, praise the Lord, beloved. Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of this podcast, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm so thankful and so grateful and appreciative to those of you who week after week, every Saturday, tune in to a new episode of A Word for the Wilderness. And we're here to bring you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. Boy, I needed some encouragement today. I'll tell you what. I, I was going through the wilderness. I really was. I really was. You say, Joe, what happened? Well, if you'd listen, I try, I'm trying to tell you. But I left early this morning, about 6 or 7 o'clock. I left from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I've been up there all week, since really since Sunday. And I was up there for the conference there at, at, at uh, Winston-Salem, the SWORD Conference. And uh, we had a wonderful week. But I left this morning. And once I, I was doing good for about three or four hours. But folks, once I hit uh, 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 Cowpens North, uh, I'm getting confused now. Cowpens South Carolina, boy, I'm telling you, traffic stopped. And I, once I hit Cowpens, you say, where's Cowpens? Well, if you're driving I-85 and you're in South Carolina and you see that big peach on the side of the road, that big statue of a peach, I don't know why it's there, but. But anyway, that's Cowpens, and that's all they have there, uh, a red light and a big peach on the side of the road, and uh, that's all they have, but that's where I was, and once I hit that big peach, folks, I'm telling you, traffic stopped, and I'm sitting there uh, just, I, I'm trying to keep my testimony. I don't believe you can lose your salvation, but if I did, I came pretty close today, I'm telling you right now, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I got, I got old-fashioned gospel Christian music playing, and I, I got the hymns of the faith playing on the radio, I, I, I'm quoting scripture, I'm praying, I'm, I'm reading my Bible, I'm trying to do everything I can to keep my testimony, I'm telling you, it was rough, and once I hit Cowpens, I know it takes me about two and a half maybe three hours to get home. Well, it took me like four and because the traffic was so bad. And I don't know about you. I don't have road rage, but I, don't, I might be self-diagnosed. I, I, I get close to it sometimes. And I'm sitting there. I'm. Let me tell you something, folks. Those of you out there, if you're trying to learn how to drive and things, let me tell you something. Slow drivers <laughs> cause accidents. I mean, can I get an amen on the podcast right there? Slow drivers, because if you're a slow driver, a grandma driver, Lord have mercy. Uh, go back to driving school. See, all, folks, on the interstate, that little sign that says 65, 70, that's just a suggestion. You can go 80, 85. I'm telling you, it's okay. It's okay. If you get pulled over, that's just too bad. You shouldn't have gotten caught. But I'm telling you, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to, I got places to go and people to see. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying, but it, it was rough. It was a rough day. And those of you that know me, I'm not the most patient. I mean, patience is a virtue and I ain't, I ain't got it. I promise you, I ain't got it. You got to pray for me. You got to ask the Lord to help me. But, uh, but it was, we had a tremendous week up there in the conference. And I think I heard about 17 preachers and I'm fired up and ready to go. I mean, I, I mean, my, my, my spiritual stomach is full. My plate is full and I got a couple to go boxes with me too. I'm ready to rear back and preach. I'm, I've heard so many messages. I think I've said about 17 preachers and, uh, boy, it was just a phenomenal week. And those of you that were there, you know, we were challenged. We were convicted. I'm thankful for it. It was good to be up there, and it was good to see several friends as well. I was up there, got to see my friend Kevin Keeter. Now, you got to pray for him. First of all, he's from Greenville, South Carolina. 
Now, that's bad enough already. Uh, but but my, my man, this guy, he likes bow ties. Now, Kevin, I, I think you're listening, brother, but he likes bow ties. Now, listen, bow ties went out of style like in the 50s. Come on, man. Please, you pray for him. You really do. I'm worried about him. That's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, he's going to start wearing Crocs. I mean, God help him. But uh, but it was good to see him, and I'm thankful for his friendship. And then it was it's always good, always good to be with the Lawson family. I don't know why I'm calling them out because, or giving them a shout-out, rather, because they don't even listen. Yeah, they think I'm wicked because I have a podcast. That's all right. That's okay. Um, I'll forgive them anyway. But it was good to be with them this week and, and hung out with them all week, and I'm thankful for them. And uh, I, I, I bought their CD. They got a new CD that came out, and I got, it. I got them to sign it, too. I think I'm going to frame it. And uh, it's it's a great CD. I'm telling you, well, I don't know why I'm saying that. I haven't even listened to it yet. But but I'm sure it's good. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm thankful for them. And uh, we had a great time together as well. Always good to be with them. Got to meet and see so many preachers, so many friends just that we know through social media. We know through the podcast. We, we just know each other. And uh, thankful for them. Thankful for friends in the ministry, aren't you? And Thursday night was tremendous. Got to hear two of my heroes preach. Uh, Brother Hamblin and Brother Joe, they got to preach together. I'm thankful for that. And it was a tremendous night as we closed out the meeting. We rung it out with a shout, and that was good too. That's all right. And uh, thankful for all that the Lord did and how He stirred our hearts. And uh, thank you uh, once again for listening to a word for the wilderness. And I'm so thankful for you. Well, you know, we've got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? And boy, I think about that lady. She was in her kitchen. She was singing that song, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. And then the Holy Ghost said, Try. And she did. And she changed the words to the song, Count Your Blessings, Name Them Ton by Ton. And that's how I feel about it today. We have been blessed. God's been so good to us. And I'm sure you can look over your life. Sure, there's been rough days. Sure, there's been hard times. But I'm telling you, you through it all, God's been good. And my blessings far outweigh my burdens. And thank the Lord for that. We're in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 7. And last week we started in this this chapter. We're going to close it out today. And Jesus is closing out His Sermon on the Mount. He's coming to His conclusion. He's just got a few more things to say. And remember last week I told you that chapter number 7, once you get to about verse number 13, it, it kind of has the theme of twos, right? There's two, uh, and he, he talks about the two ways. He talks about the two builders. He talks about the two trees. And we're going to look at that today quickly on the podcast, on the episode today. And uh, we'll, we'll move on next week to chapter number eight. I'm excited about that as well. I just got off the phone with Jonathan. He's up there in Rockford, Illinois. You keep on praying for, you know, he, talk, he, he, he said, Joe, I think I'm going to stay up here. I said, do what? I don't know. For some reason, Jonathan wants to stay up in Rockford. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know what's up there. But, but anyway, he says he says he wants to stay. So, more power to you, Jonathan. Thank you for that. I'm looking forward to being with him in a couple weeks. Uh, we're going up to New York, and we'll be preaching a revival together up there in New York. I ought to call it like a Word for the Wilderness revival or something. I don't know. We ought to start. No, I don't think we're going to do that. All right, Matthew chapter number 7, but please be in prayer for that meeting. I'm looking forward to it. Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The first thing, now this is two paths. These are two streets. These are two ways. Two gates. Now, this is the path. Jesus is talking about the path that we are going to take. 
He says, enter in at the straight gate. Now, why should we do that? He said, because there's a contrast. Here's the second gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. You know, you look at the way that most people are headed, you probably don't want to go that way. You look at the crowd, you look at the masses, you look at the multitudes, and you look at where most people are going and the direction most people are headed just to be safe, I probably would not go in that direction. Now, I know most people today, they're dropping the King James Bible. I know most people today, they're dropping old-time religion, and they're dropping the standards, and dropping convictions, and dropping hymns, and things like that. Folks, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in that direction. You say, everybody's going there. Just because everybody's going in that direction, just because everybody's doing that, doesn't make it right. Amen. It says, verse number 14, here it is, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You know, God's never needed a majority to make the difference. All God needs is a few faithful folks. Boy, that's just, somebody ought to preach on that. A few faithful folks. All God needs is a few faithful folks. I'm going to say that three times fast. And God can use them. God can bless them. God can work in their life and do something great through them. So that's the two paths. Now, folks, those of you listening, you're going to have to decide. You're going to have to choose what kind of path you're going to take. You're going to have to choose what direction you're going to head into. Now, as we move on, verse number 15, uh, we see two trees. If, 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 the, if the gates, the way, the street, right, the road, that's, that's the path. Now, let's look at the production. He says, verse 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree, so here it is, the twos. You got a good tree and you got a corrupt tree. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot, it's impossible, it will not happen. It cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither, on the other hand, on the other side of that coin, neither can a corrupt tree. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth uh, bringeth not forth, hallelujah, not forth good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. You want to know how you can tell if somebody really is a spirit-filled, born-again, blood-washed believer? Look at their fruits. Look, do they bear the fruit of the Spirit? We, we, we learn about that in Galatians chapter number 3 or chapter number 4. And we learn about the fruits, the fruits of the Spirit. You examine your life. You examine, examine yourself. We learned about this last week, earlier in the chapter. But before you examine everybody else, hey, 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 buddy, why don't you examine yourself? Why don't you look at your own life? What kind of fruits are you producing? Are you producing fruit? And if you're not, the Bible says every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is honed down, cast into the fire. I don't know about you, but I want to be a tree. As the psalmist says, a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Are you producing something in your Christian life? Are you producing something in your walk with God? Are you producing something in your soul winning? Are you producing something in your prayer life? Hey, folks, look at it. Look at the tree. Look at it. What are you producing? The path. The production. What are you producing? Then we're moving on to the end of the chapter. We have here the principle. Look at verse 24. Look how Jesus, is, Jesus closes out this Sermon on the Mount. I like how he closes. He brings it to a decision. Look what he says. He says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, all right, so you're not just a hearer of the word, but a doer as well, and he, uh, uh, heareth, 
and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. Uh, the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. That's principle. That's principles drawn from the Word of God. Now, here's a principle that you and I ought to apply to our life. We hear the Word of God. We hear the man of God. We hear the preacher. We hear uh, the, that, that man and that leader, that spiritual leader that God has placed into our life, that spiritual uh, uh, authority that God has placed in our life. We hear them. What do they say? We apply that to our life, right? We apply that. That's a solid foundation. That's the word of God. The wise man built his house upon a rock. Now the rains came, the, the, the floods came, the rains descended, the winds blew. There's going to come a day where your principles, right, what you believe is going to be tested. It's going to be tossed through the furnace. It's going to be tested. It's going to be tried. Do you really believe what you say you believe? But it says it fell not. Why? Because it was founded upon a rock. And in the trials and in the difficulties of life, when the floods come and the rain descends and the winds blow and it beats upon your house, if your life is built upon the solid foundation of the principles of God's holy word, the solid rock, the rock of ages, it will not fall. Boy, the wind's going to blow. You might shake a little bit. You might bend a little bit, but you won't break. You won't burn because you're not going to bow to the world. But look at the opposite. Everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not, what's going to happen? Shall be likened to a foolish man, built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house. The same thing that happened to the wise man happened to the foolish man. It rains on the just and the unjust, the scripture says. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell. Now watch this. And great was the fall of it. Now folks, here's the principle. Two principles. Here it is. Are you going to hear the word of God? Are you going to apply it to your life? Not just hear it, but are you going to do it? Are you going to put in the practice the principles you find from God's Word? The principles you hear from the man of God that stands behind the pulpit and preaches from the Bible. The principles that you hear and you apply to your, are you going to, that's the decision you have to make today. Are you going to apply it to your life? If you do, be careful, it's going to rain, it's going to storm, the floods are going to come, it's going to beat upon your house, it's going to beat upon your life, but if it is founded upon the rock, the scripture, the principles of God's holy word, it will not fall. But if it's not founded, if it's not built, if it's not established upon God's holy word, if it's not established upon the principles from God's word, what's going to happen? The rains will come. The floods will come. The rain will descend. The wind will blow. Beat upon your house. It will fall. And it will not just fall, but great was the fall of it. Those of you that are listening, I don't want you to fall. It is not my desire. It is not my purpose. It is not my goal in life to see people fall. And if it is your goal in people's life to see people fall, honey, you're messed up. It's not my goal. It's not my wish to see people fall. So what, what am I going to encourage you to do? Take the Word of God and take the principles from God's Word. Apply it to your life and live for God. Live for the Lord. I'm not saying that floods won't come. I'm not saying that storms won't, uh, storms won't come. I'm not saying that you'll be tried and tested. I'm not saying you won't walk through the wilderness of life, but God's Word will get you through. If you're built upon the solid foundation, the immovable stone of the Holy Scriptures, hey, guess what? The rains will come. Problems will come and arise in your life, but you won't fall. But if you're foolish like that foolish man and you don't apply it to your life, what's going to happen? It will fall and great will be the fall of it. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of A Word for the Wilderness. Next episode, we're going to go to Matthew chapter number 8. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.